Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our regular segment where we speak to great people from the world of sport. And today, it is no different. I have Miss Brittany Ramos with me. Brittany, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. My absolute pleasure, Brittany. Um, Brittany, before we start digging deep into what you're currently working on, take me back in time. Who was Brittany as a young girl at school? Yeah, so um, I grew up here in Southern California, so have some roots here in Los Angeles, and I grew up as a high energy, highly energetic uh, young girl. I was always involved in uh, different things, um, sports always being a very big passion of mine, um, leadership roles. Uh, also, I have a affinity for singing and dancing as well. So I was in school plays and talent shows. Um, so I grew up wanting to really be involved in different team type activities. And I found a lot of joy in that as well. Um, so as you know, obviously, my career now has led me towards the sports industry. And a lot of that really stemmed from my upbringing. I used to steal the sports page from my dad. And when I was young, I'd, I'd be at the, the table eating breakfast. And you'd have, back then, we, we actually read newspapers. So, um, <laughs> you know, now it's a little bit of a different time. Yeah. But, you know, I used, to, I used to steal the sports page and, um, you know, read about, you know, what was going on in the sports world as a, a fan and somebody who loved to play sports growing up. Um, even from a young age, when I was in elementary school, I, I was involved in sports um, and, and theater and also, you know, being the school president, uh, my fifth grade school president. And even throughout middle school and high school, I always really took up leadership roles. And just being involved with teams was always something I was really, um, just really a focus of mine. I really enjoyed it. Um, I found a lot of happiness in it, and it just became a passion from, you know, from the field to the classroom and beyond. It was something that I always really enjoyed. So, you know, it, it is no coincidence that I, I probably was going to pro- uh, end up towards the sports industry at some point because of my, my deep passion for sports and learning about sports and teamwork and um, eventually learning about the business side. But, you know, growing up, I have, as you can from being involved in these different things. I, I had a lot of energy. Um, I, I worked with uh, or, and also was involved with teams with a lot of different people from different backgrounds. And, you know, I was, I was really lucky to be a part of all of that. And that's really helped shape me to who I've become today. So, you know, young Brittany is very similar to Brittany now with uh, a lot of energy and enthusiasm, a lot of positivity and um, you know, working with teams and teamwork, but um, I always really enjoyed being involved in a lot of that. Even throughout college, you know, I was in a sorority and 
on, um, I was on the PRSSA board and um, didn't have a lot of free time on my hands and I had internships, etc. but I really just enjoyed learning. I enjoyed really being involved and, um, you know, all of those different things. So young Brittany was, was not much different, uh, just a little bit smaller and uh, needed braces back then. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Insane. Um, yeah, I think uh, people tend to have those qualities quite early in, the, in their lives. And at, as, as they become adults, they just develop them really. Um, if we look at basically your journey, you've been through multiple NFL teams. Uh, you've worked, uh-huh. you've worked with them. You've worked in NHL. Now, uh-huh. a, a female going through sports, especially sports business, I mean, it's definitely uh-huh. a different journey to a, a male going through. I, I mean, this is un, obviously it's quite unfortunate, but it's a lot more challenging for a female to go from sporting organization to sporting organization. How did you, how did you navigate that and, and the challenges that came with it? Absolutely. Um, it is a great point to bring up. Um, being a, a female in sports is, I, I hope that we can continue to see more young females get into the sports industry and, and females be able to take on more executive and leadership roles um, you know, going into my career, I started in sales. Um, I was at Madison Square Garden, and I'm, I was very grateful to be a part of such an incredible organization and still very grateful for my experience there. Um, going into the sales side as a female was very difficult. Um, you are treated a little bit differently from a client perspective, unfortunately. Um, you know, I think for me, I always just continue to stay strong and confident and professional. Um, but I would say it is no secret and it is, um, it is no secret that there are a lot of challenges in how different clients or people interact with you as a female in the sports industry um, versus maybe some males, uh, maybe in how they are addressing you or speaking to you or comments and things like that. And I really... I really looked in, at, at how I can just continue, again, to focus on my goals, um, really enhance my skill sets and become better and just continue to not let that affect my journey and not affect my ability to be great at what I do. Um, I think that I always encourage young females to not be, and, it, and it's hard not to be, but not to to let that steer you away, you know, to utilize your your skill set and to see being a female as, as a great um, upside and, and a lot of, you know, to take it and empower it versus using it and thinking of it as a weakness. Um, it isn't a secret that when you look around the sports industry, um, it is very male-dominated. Um, but again, I think it's continuing to just really focus on your ultimate goal and not letting that hinder you in the process. Um, but there were a lot of challenges. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story, and it's, it's pretty funny. So I'm about 5'4". I'm, you know, a little short on the shorter side. Um, I always wanted to be 5'7", 5'9", because I played volleyball, and uh, I wanted to be an outside hitter, and unfortunately, 
going into uh, your later stages, your 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 uh, you need to be a little bit closer to that five nine to be successful there. But you know, going into the sports world and seeing how females were treated and how I was being treated, you know, I felt like being five four and being a female, people looked down at me and maybe didn't see me eye to eye. And so, and any of my colleagues will tell you moving forward. I'm usually in, in heels or some type of platform because unfortunately when I, I got into the industry, I felt that my being a small, young female, um, people weren't really looking at me. They weren't really making eye contact. They weren't, they almost kind of made me feel as if I, I, I didn't deserve their attention eye to eye. So I started wearing heels wow. to really help with some type of presence to feel that I was being looked at eye to eye, that I was taken seriously. Um, and I still, to this day, I just, you know, it, it's funny because any, any of my colleagues who have worked with me will tell you if I'm not in high heels, they're like, are you sick? Are you okay? This is so not <laughs> like, like you. Um, but really, you know, unfortunately, and, and I really haven't, it, this is so funny that I, I really haven't shared a lot of that story before, but to me, I wanted to be taken seriously. I wanted people to look me eye, in the eyes when I was talking to them and to really make my presence felt. And I, and I always have been a, a very strong person that I feel like my personality and what I have to say is strong, but I wanted my physical presence to also feel comparable to the other, how I felt the others were in the room, especially from a male standpoint. So, yeah, it is. It is a, a very unfortunate thing that um, you know we don't have as many females as I would like to see in the sports industry. But I continue to try to to mentor young females, to be there for my young female colleagues, and make sure that they feel safe in the work environment. Make sure that they feel that they have a voice, um, and make sure that they know that not to you, not to see them being a female as a weakness, but as a really great strength and opportunity, and especially in this industry as a great opportunity to make um, some real change. Wow, powerful, absolutely. Um, talk to me about, you've been through quite a few NFL organizations, and you've, you've noticed, I mean, how tough it would be, especially in your role in partnerships, because, to be quite honest, nowadays, I mean, NFL organisations can work from previous uh, individuals who work in partnerships and sales and so on that I've spoken to. They can have at any time between 60 to 120 different brands that, that, they're, that they're working with. And that's tens of millions of dollars in sponsorship dollars. Um, how have you, have you found the industry change over time and how, how have you found the difference between organization to organization and basically navigated through all that because it's really hard to tell so many different stories to the, to the, to the same audience. Absolutely. So the industry has changed completely from when I started at a young age. Um, you know, back in the day, you could sell a sign you could sell, you know, more physical structures and, yeah. again, traditional signage and, and call it a day, you know, and people were happy with that. 
yeah. today, the sponsorship world is much more complex. Um, you know, and even when it comes to the amount of partners, as you mentioned, you know, what moving forward, you know, I feel like a lot of organizations and want would love less partners, but deeper integration with our partners to make sure that we're really upholding the value and making our partners really deep-rooted within our organization and the opportunities that we can um, accomplish together to meet their objectives. You know, when you have 120 partners, it's hard to do that because there's so much. It's very saturated, and that's, that's less opportunities for partners to really feel an ownership of the, uh, you know, an ownership piece of what, of what they're doing. Um, so I would say, you know, back in the day, you saw that 60 to, or, you know, you saw more towards that 100 and 120 partners. I think now, and, and seeing how sponsorship has evolved, you see a lot more of less partners, deeper integration to allow partners to really dig into that value and, and have that ownership that, really, you know, is important, especially even on the team side, that we don't want our fans to feel like we are just spam mailing them with 120 partners information and and all of the things that they're doing. We want it to feel that there is truly a, a benefit in a relationship between partner and fan as well, not only team and fan, but partner and fan. And it's hard to do that with 120 partners. So, that's why I feel like as partnerships have evolved, you're seeing more models of less partners, deeper integration, and a deeper opportunity to make the partners' campaigns and, and what we're doing with them much more valuable, not only for the partner and for the team, but also for the fan experience as well. Yeah, I mean, it would be very tough nowadays to tell so many different stories to, to, to the same audience because I mean there's only so much you can possibly tell right it's um, exactly it's absolutely insane and and the, the other component is nowadays there's so many different ways to actually measure metrics even your partners would uh -huh. be, they've never been so empowered so to justify yep. the return on that ad spin or that or that sponsorship you know it's really got to be spot on, eh? Absolutely. Um, I think also sponsors have become smarter in making sure that teams and clubs and whoever they're partnering with are really delivering on ROI. You know, mm -hmm. again, as I mentioned, back in the day, you could have a sign, you could have different things, and no one was measuring what it actually did. Um, today, we're in a much different world, and I, I think it's a good thing for both from a team side and from a partner side to make sure that what we're doing is performing and that what we're doing is meeting the objectives of the client and being able to utilize, you know, different vendors, whether it's, you know, and, and different tools to track that is not only great to showcase the ROI for the client, but also as you're managing that client, it allows you the opportunity to really make sure that things are being delivered, that things are performing. And if they're not, it really allows you the opportunity to pivot and make sure that you are delivering on what those objectives are and what that ROI is. I think it's really important 
that we internally take accountability to making sure that what's in a contract is being delivered upon, but also going above and beyond as well. I, I think I love at the end of the year or mid-year, whenever we're, we're doing recaps, and, and we try to do a lot of our um, feedback and, and more live time. I know traditionally it's a, a mid-year recap or an end of the year, but we really like to showcase to our partners like that we're over that we're actually over delivering and that this is working and that there is value to what we're doing together. I think that just what has helped us with this different world of analytics and insights is it really allows us to strengthen our partnership and showcase that we really truly value and care about our partners versus just slapping a logo on something and hoping it works. We're really able to to deliver on return and investment and showcase that. And it just, it just makes for a better partnership and a better relationship with all of your partners. Most definitely makes a lot, a lot of sense. Um, Brittany, take me through basically how you've seen this industry evolve. You mentioned before when you first started, it was so much simpler. You just sell a sign or something like a physical object. How have you seen the change and how have you seen the, the different teams adapt to the change? Because you, you, you work with a few a few different teams now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, you know, when I first started, again, it, I don't believe that it was as, again, kind of scientific when it came to measurement and ROI. I think that's very important. But when it comes to just partnerships in general um, and how that has evolved, I feel like, you know, Early on in partnerships, it was it felt very like much like a menu that you presented to partners. It felt like here is a menu of assets. This is kind of what you get to choose from. Pick which combo you like. I think that now in partnerships, how it's evolved and how I very much pride myself and my team and the teams that I've worked for that you know towards this time in my career that it's it's not about a menu that we just set in front of partners. It's really about a custom program that is fit towards their objectives and KPIs. It's really about understanding what that is and building something around that and building something that isn't just, you know, a cookie cutter, just menu type of program. It's something that is, you know, we look at all the different assets we have now in sponsorship, especially with technology. You know, how do we utilize, how do we take a program and a campaign and utilize our mobile app? How do we utilize our YouTube channel? How do we utilize, you know, our different platforms from Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, etc.? How do we utilize experiential? How do we utilize community? How do we try to bring it into more of a holistic campaign and a holistic marketing plan versus just a cookie cutter menu? Here's your options please choose what you would like and let us know. It's, hey, I hear you. I hear your objectives. I hear what your KPIs are. And we're going to create a partnership that is innovative, that is unique, that allows for partners to really feel proud of what we do together. And I think that now you're seeing in partnerships more complex activations and more content strategy behind what partners are doing because it allows really for a, a, a great opportunity um, 
to, to do amazing new things, but also be just, again, delivering on that ROI and, and giving partners something to be proud of when they're partnering with you. So I think as times change, you know, from kind of menu selling and, and menu activating, you're now seeing a time where we're all becoming smarter and a little bit more um, innovative on how we're putting these partners partnerships together. And I think that makes our job a lot of fun, too. Um, you know, we look at it, when we approach partnerships, we don't look at it as a, again, kind of a menu asset-based partnership. We really look at it as a holistic campaign that we can bring to life through our brand and through our organization. And I think our fans also enjoy it better when we're having more unique activations, when we're having more engagement and opportunities for them to be more connected with. Because I think with technology nowadays, fans are connected with their teams more than ever. And how can we continue to utilize that engagement with our partners and with the different brands that we work with to really create compelling campaigns that both, again, partners and our fans and the team all enjoy. Wow. There you go. Absolutely. Makes a ton of sense. Brittany, you've been on quite the journey. You've, um, uh-huh. you've experienced a fair bit. Take if if there were a young lady that w- that would want to come through the ranks and work in the sports industry, what's a couple of pieces of advice that you would give give to her so she could basically avoid either mistakes or learn from from your from your experiences? Absolutely. So I feel that something that's really important about sports we are a very small industry. Um, We are very interconnected in many different ways. Um, Some of the guests that you've had are are good friends of mine who I've worked with along my journey. And I would say the first and foremost is is about being a good person and being genuine and building really great rapport wherever you go. Um, You know, people remember great people and good people not just great as in a performance standpoint, but people who are genuine, people who are are truly, uh, you know, at a level where you feel like they're they're not just, you know, that they're deeper than just telling you hello, but they they want to know actually how you're doing. You know, I think for me, I've been really grateful to make such wonderful relationships across this industry, and that's. To me, the most important thing is about being able to create these great relationships, being a good person, being genuinely interested with those you're working with, and continuing to create great relationships because, honestly, in my journey, everywhere I have gone is because someone has taken me there or taken me along in that journey with them because they you know, whether they trusted me um, and worked with me and and saw the great work I did or because they just know how hard I work and that I'm a great person and that I can really be a benefit to the organization. It was all relationship-based. And that will help you to get to different places in this industry, whether it's titles, whether it's different teams and leagues that anybody wants to be a part of. I always say, like, building great relationships is 
first and foremost the key in the sports industry. I'd also say from a female standpoint, as I mentioned earlier, you know, never take that as a, as a weakness, but as a strength. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of great females um, who I've learned from and have been mentors for me. I, I feel like, you know, continue to reach out and to continue to, to find those mentors and ask for help along the way. Um, and I've also worked with great men um, who've been my mentors and people who have really helped me within this, uh, within my journey. You know, so I, I think it's always trying to find who those people are and, and really valuing those relationships and, and allowing them to take you places. Um, and also just work hard, be passionate. You know, you may not be the best at analytics or, or specific skill sets that you may think you need to have. And those are very important, obviously, having good skills in your, uh, you know, in what you're doing is very important, but also about really working hard and being committed and passionate because this industry is very complex. It is not normal in a lot of different ways. You know, we're, we're not an, a, a, an industry with time boundaries of nine to five. You know, we are, we are around the clock all year round and being passionate about what you do is so important to help you get out of bed every day and work long hours and weekends. And, you know, in baseball, you're working over a hundred games and basketball it's over, you know, it's 88 games and you're working 44 home games. And, you know, people have a misconception that with football that, you know, we only have 10 games, but our off season is one of the most strenuous times of the year for us uh, on a business standpoint. So, being passionate about what you do, working hard will, will help you to get out of bed every day, to be committed to what you're doing, to, and will drive really great results. And, you know, being a hard worker goes a long way in this industry. And, you know, a lot of the people you probably interview or continue to interview who are at really high levels in their career, I know are probably those people who worked that extra hour, who showed up to more events, that whether community events who have helped others and gone out of their way to to really help contribute to their organization and to go outside of what their role entails. You know, your role is your role, but those I feel like who go farther in this in this industry are those who don't stay siloed to that. Those are those are the people who are who are reaching out to see how they can continually help within their organization to make it a better place to make to drive better results those people are going to continue to grow within their within this industry and within their career because that is what you have to do to really and to be honest to really be successful here is take put on a hat that is not just your own but multiple hats within the organization at times to really be able to contribute and to be able to, um, again, do more than just what what your title says. And and I think again, you know, you look at the the history of people that are are in these higher roles and people that you interview. I know that those are the ones that are really digging deep to do more than just what they're signed up to do. Wow, there you go. Very very powerful. Um, Absolutely, you make a good point on uh, all those points, especially the work ethic and building the good, the good relationships. I think in life, it's all relationships, if I'm going to be honest with you. 
from from what I've experienced so far. So, well, there you go. Um, Brittany, <laughs> you've been amazing. Thank yeah. you so much. I I want to truly thank you for joining me on the show. Um, unfortunately, we, we have to wrap things up. Uh, before we let you go, where can people find you online or just get in touch with you? Yeah, um, I have a LinkedIn profile that um, I'm more than happy to respond uh, to messages there. So if anybody has any questions or ever wants to jump on, whether it's an informational interview or just reach out in general, um, I'm always there to set up some time. Actually, a lot of my time today was dedicated to a couple hours of that with uh, some students who had reached out to me on, on LinkedIn. So I'm always here to, to be of help, hopefully, and pay it forward because I've had a lot of people who have, have helped me and, and really gotten me to where I am in my journey and in my career. So um, that's where you can kind of find me and, and reach out if needed. So happy to do that. And again, thank you for having me on today. I really enjoyed our conversation. Most welcome. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Brittany Ramos, once again, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder Podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?